one of the most important ways that God shows you that he loves you is he allows you to grow healthily as his follower. So one of the most important ways that God reveals to his followers is that he allows you to develop according to his will, according to his timing, according to his plans. One of the most important ways that God reveals that he loves you is that he leads you to a healthy body of believers where you are able to be discipled, where you are able to grow and flourish. That's one of the key ways that God is uh, reveals and shows you that he truly loves you, that he leads you by his spirit to a place where you are flourishing as a follower of Christ, where you are actually growing in holiness, in righteousness, in Christ-likeness. Because we know what's out there, or not everyone would even... Not everyone actually realizes the difference between a Holy Ghost-filled group of believers compared to what is actually occurring in the nations and when it comes to a body of believers. So we have, um, we have what God addresses the condition and the state of the false churches, if you may, are, uh, or, or these individuals that have a sense of righteousness, but there's a lot of hypocrisy in it. And, uh, uh, he addresses these uh, locations by exposing the fact that they may be doing some type of acts of righteousness, but there's still a lot of things lacking within them. And he warns them that they need to change. They, they need to repent. That they need to make different decisions. Uh, because if they don't, uh, these would be the consequences that he would unleash. Uh, he, these would be the consequences that would fall upon them if they did not make those necessary changes. And I am talking about when he addresses the churches in the book of Revelation, in the first few chapters. So that description does, does categorize all the churches, and we're able to, using that description, we're able to distinguish who is who and what is what. There are churches, there are body of believers 
that God has set apart that are truly after his heart, that are truly after him, that are truly God-fearing people. There are truly people of faith. There are truly want to fulfill the will of God in what his spirit says and what he is speaking and what he is leading. There are individuals out there that are busy about the father's business and they are addressing every area of compromise within their hearts. If there's sin, they confront it. They deal with it according to the word of God. They don't excuse it. They don't sugarcoat it. They deal with it as it was dealt with in the early church. And this, and they keep a healthy congregation. They don't compromise. They don't, they don't lower the bar. They don't lower the standards because most are not living according to the standard. They don't lower it. They keep the standard according to what the Lord says. Jesus is the standard. Jesus is the standard. So, it is the will of God that you understand his love for you by understanding his will for you and that is for you to be part of a healthy productive body of believers where you are flourishing as a child of God so sons of God sons of God will have fellowship with other sons of God the word of God says that it's only when we do the truth and obey his commandments, this is in John, only when we do the truth and we obey his commandments are we able to have fellowship with one another. So it is our commitment, it is our devotion, it is our faithfulness and obedience to Jesus Christ that is what connects other faithful individuals together that is how believers ought to be like-minded being of one accord pursuing the same thing which is the heart of God the righteousness of God making decisions out of obedience out of love and commitment to Christ that's what should enable us to have fellowship with one another not not having the same likes and dislikes according to the world not having the same skin color or the same pursuits of uh, of worldliness worldly desires not having the same amount of kids or driving the same vehicles or living in the same neighborhood or striving to have the same type of house trying to have the same economic financial bracket 
that, you know, uh, well, I'm going to hang out with you because you present yourself to be this way. You have a, a entrepreneur mindset. You are pursuing uh, your best life now. And if I'm connected with you, I might be a better success as it, as it comes to worldly perspectives. So believe it or not, that is, that is one of, uh, that is category of many of today's churches. That's what brings these churches together. The, the, the background of, or, uh, what these people, what the people, what the congregants are pursuing. If anyone comes from a different background, uh, it, it, it is it is soon adapted to the majority rule. So if you are, if you were of humble means, then you are soon, uh, you are soon convinced, you are soon uh, um, curtailed to, to pursue what really everyone else is pursuing so what God is wanting to do within his people is that he wants to confront the hypocrisy or not only does he want he's been confronting the hypocrisy in his followers and he will continue to confront the hypocrisy until he chooses not to he's been doing it since this since the beginning of time, we see this. He's been doing it since the, since, since the times of Jesus, since after Christ. Okay, and he'll continue to do it. So that's why this message is repetitive. Because it is rampant in the Christian faith. That there are professed believers... Who profess Christ, but yet are not committed to truly following Christ as he commands his followers to commit. There are professed believers who are not laying down their lives. They're not denying themselves. They're not living according to the standards that God expects his followers to live. And they're making excuses based on, well... Everyone around me is doing the same thing as I am. And they seem to be okay. So that's my reference. If man is your reference, then you are blind. Let me repeat that. If, the, if man who you are following do not look like Christ do not represent Christ's likeness within them. They may be anointed. They may have some good personalities to some degree. They may seem like they're capable, but there are no evidence. There's no evidence of true holiness, true righteousness, true humility. But they're able to impress you with their words or by how they look, or by how su successful, according to your interpretation of success is. But they're not really depicting 
the likeness of Christ, and yet you are referencing them as successful, you are blind. If you're following individuals that display the true humility, the true power of God in servanthood, in obedience, in sacrifice, in devotion, in commitment, in holiness, in fervency, in in urgency, in, in the fear of God, in true holiness and righteousness, if you're following and referencing those individuals, then you have vision. And that vision is heaven. That vision is eternal life with Christ. Because when you follow those that are eternally eternal bound with Christ, you have vision of eternity with Christ. If you're following individuals, if you're following pastors, if you're under pastoral leadership of people who are absolutely worldly, and it's evident by just what's being spoken in their churches, what their churches look like, what is truly being promoted, then you do not have vision of eternal life. There's a likely chance you don't even believe in eternal damnation. You do not believe in hell. Because if you believed in hell, you would do what it took not to go there. But your doctrine enables you to believe that hell is no longer for you. Because you've made some profession of faith. And you've attended some type of church affiliation. Yet there is no evidence that you are truly free. You're still in bondage. See that's how you know if you are an individual that is hell bound or heaven bound. By the fact if you're in bondage to the sinful nature of your flesh if you are in bondage to those things if you're still an idolater if you still pursue the, if you're still governed by the love of money if you're still governed by lust if you're still governed by worldliness and materialism and fear if you're still governed by your emotions if you're still governed by everything that governs an unbeliever that is the evidence the fact that there's a good likely chance that you have not received the Spirit of God. It was asked of the disciples if they had received the Holy Ghost since they believed they had not even heard of it. We, and therefore, so it is possible for you to have belief in the truth and yet not have the Holy Ghost. That's why Jesus emphasized you must be born again. And then he also also emphasized that he, that he gives power to those who are born again to be to to become sons of God. So there is power and grace given to the followers of Christ, the true genuine followers of Jesus, to reign in faithfulness. So God gives his followers grace to obey, not grace to disobey. Unlike the false church, and false church is those uh, believers, group of believers, that somehow have taken scripture to fit their agenda or their lifestyles. They 
talk about all fall short of the glory of God. All sinned. No one is perfect. And that's why we have been given grace. And therefore nothing can separate us from the love of God. They believe that you cannot be separated from the love of God. Because if they believe that, they would have to reconcile the fact that they're not in fellowship with God. They're in sin and rebellion. They're worldly and they're committing all these abominable sins out of the will of God. But yet they want to continue to hold the title of a believer. So they have to accept these abominable heresies that tells them that God is just okay with what, how they are. And there is no desire to, to seek freedom and deliverance and repentance. So they maintain the same. They stay the same. They don't change. And so we know that according to the word of God, no unbeliever will have, that all unbelievers, all liars, will have their part in the lake of fire. No unbeliever, no drunkard, no adulterer, no fornicator, no liar, no, and the list goes on, will reign with Jesus. That is describing individuals that are still controlled by their sinful nature. You are controlled by your sinful nature and it's evidenced by the fact that you commit sin on a daily basis and you're not striving to be set free, but rather you're justifying it. Like God understands your heart. Only God can judge you. And you just get upset when you hear these messages. Man, you're too judgmental. Who are you to judge? Are you without sin? God calls his followers to make righteous judgment. And, 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 and these messages are not judgmental. Because though the, the, the ones that are being confronted by it, they already are judged by God. If you're out of the will of God, if you're in sin, if you're in sin, then you are judged already. So here we are trying to tell you to repent. Because you are judged already. And therefore you've been found unfaithful and you've been found guilty and in sin. And therefore we exhort and we're trying to persuade man to repent, to get away from these atmospheres of death where there is total death. Get away from these atmospheres that are not producing life. They're not confronting your hypocrisy. They're not confronting your lukewarmness. They're not confronting the fact that you are dead. You are not alive. You are wretched. You are naked. You need to cry out for Jesus. You need to repent and be set free and become alive in Christ. Because only those who endure faithfully unto the end, those will be saved. Only those who work out their salvations with fear and trembling, those will be saved. Are you working out your salvation with fear and trembling? Or do you believe there's nothing to fear? That's the question. If the word of God tells us we must work out our salvations, we must labor 
for that which we've we say we have gotten freely given by the grace of God, we must labor to maintain it. We must labor to make sure that we are faithful, approved. We must truly make sure we're in the faith. So we know that we know that many will fall away, but God still is attempting to reach the few that will not. When they accept the message of repentance, turn from their wicked ways and follow Christ in truth and in spirit. The Lord is extending a hand to the sincere and the genuine who truly want to be faithful followers of his. The question is, will you grab his hand or will you perish? The decision is yours. Choose life. In the name of Jesus.